Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good to see that we are in connect again via the media. I believe that your patience is still there, trusting God and not being moved by whatever is going on outside in the world. Hallelujah. You have the stuff on the inside of you to make it and make it big in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for the team who's spending time adjusting all the media stuff. and It's not that easy, but um, it's worth doing, and I thank God for that. Um, I thank God for Brother Sharat, who's taking time off from his day to help with translation. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Thank you, Great King. Thank you, Holy One. We worship you. Blessed be the name of the living God. Blessed be the name of the Most High, the Holy One who sits on the throne. You're worthy, Lord, our Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you for the precious Lord Jesus at your right hand. Thank you that he's taken our place. He's sitting there on our behalf, using our words, using our prayers, interceding. We thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for making all of this possible. You're living in us today. And you in our midst right now. We worship you. Hallelujah. For He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is the Lord. Yes, my knee shall bow and my tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Oh, we worship you, Hamashebele Brende, cause you are worthy, Hamashede Mandarabashtele Mondo. Oh, we bless your holy name, we worship you, we worship you. Oh, Manderesteri Ande, our friend forever, Lamakoproshiri Mamalande Reboko Zande. Hamashtele mandarabashtele mandu, worthy, 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 worthy is the Lamb, Hamashanda Ramandiri Barabarabashanda, worthy, 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 Mashakabanda Labrasta Labrabalabriando Lokoforusto. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. We trust you tonight, we trust you. You help us to communicate what you have for us, Lord. We love you and we bless you. And we thank you for the honor and privilege of serving you in this day, in this hour. Thank you, precious Lord. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is awesome. Amen. Today I would like to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind that you need to bring this closer to your thinking every now and then because you're going to be hearing news from here and there constantly that could be, naturally speaking, moved by things that are seen, felt, you know, may move you to be um, like everybody else, you know, submitting to fear and uh, emotions that are going out there. But you don't have to listen to that because on the inside of you, there's another kind of spirit. There's a power that created everything, that raised Jesus from the dead, and He's the greater one. Hallelujah. So get used to opening your mouth and speaking sometimes loud if you can or um, you know just quietly say I refuse that spirit of fear I refuse that lying thing in Jesus name hallelujah praise God keep that there uh, as a watchword for yourself through the month I believe it will do you a lot of good because it's a spirit being and we have the authority to resist that spirit in the name of Jesus and he will flee from us Seven ways in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're so grateful that we can still encourage and strengthen each one out there by the Spirit, by the ministry of the Word, and be open to Him. Amen? Praise God. Um, you remember in Luke, the Bible says in chapter 18 and verse 8, the story about the the woman who was a widow and she would not give up and there was this unjust judge. At the very last part in verse 8, however, Jesus seems to make a small statement about the last days and he says there, Nevertheless, will the Son of Man find faith on the earth when he comes, right? So there is a tendency to think that he was speaking just to the Jewish end of things or the Jewish calendar because Jesus was di directly talking to the Jews. But let's just put it in the department of the you know, last days, generally. There will be a tendency to be shaken by what you see around you. Remember he said men's hearts would be failing them because of the things that are coming upon the earth. So one thing we may have to continue to build up or ramp up is our faith. And even though it is basic and foundational, it's as basic and foundational as it gets in the building of a, a, a house or a structure. So we'll have to keep that as our watchword. And So today, turn with me again to Second Peter as we've been studying. God is a faithful God. I believe that He will still minister to us. Second Peter chapter 1. Remember the opening lines of grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3 says, According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Praise God. Let's hear um, verse 3 in Canada, please. Tanaman 
ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಕರದಾತನ ವಿಷಯವಾದ ಪರಿಜ್ಞಾನದ ಮೂಲಕವಾಗಿ ಆತನ ದೈವಶಕ್ತಿಯು ಜೀವಕ್ಕೂ ಭಕ್ತಿಗೂ Hallelujah. So you notice here that God, the Almighty, out of His own divine nature, has given us everything necessary for life and godliness. And it's been given to us through the knowledge of Him. And then, to be very clear, He says it's in promises, exceeding great and precious promises. Verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust and uh, we'll hear that fourth verse also in kannada please neevu lokadalli durashin untada ketatanake tappisikondu daiva sabhavadalli palannu kondoraagabekendu aatanu atyanta mahatva mahatvulla amulyavada vaakanagalannu namage dayapadisuttane so you notice here that he's specifically talking about promises that are given to us by which we escape the corruption that's in the world through lust and we partake of the divine nature so you're seeing here that the god that we're talking about is a god who has decided to make his integrity and his word to be the same his nature and his word to become the same thing so we are dealing with the the character of god the nature of god and uh, that's going to settle things for us if you know the person you're dealing with and if you know the nature of the person you're dealing with no matter what anyone says outside there no matter what anybody else says it it won't shake you because you know who he is so we are trusting the very nature of god his integrity his character to be what helps us and undergirds our faith especially in these last days amen so though your sense realm is being battered by various types of information all the five senses are almost fully involved in a constant barrage of information you know just going on all across the globe you know it's it's quite um, tormenting fearful and so we need to be so sure that we are not going to act from outside but from within from where the nature of god has been imparted to us that eternal life that nature of god has been imparted to our spirit man and he is not necessarily connected to the senses um all the time except by choice where you decide that you don't care what you feel what you taste what you hear what god said is final authority so we we'll have to keep uh, responding from the nature on the inside of us based on what god has promised notice that eternal life was given to us by gift and it was given to us by what we studied in the scripture essentially a promise of god i like us to read um, hebrews the 9th chapter also and observe the 26th verse and look at the way god looks at time frames he says for then speaking about the high priest and sacrifices under the old testament he says for then must he have suffered since the beginning of the foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself notice here that jesus is considered to have come at the end of the world 
<laughs> Very interesting, isn't it? Can we hear that in Kannada, please? Verse 26. Age, Samarpesabekagi, the Pakshadali, Athuna Loka, the Astivaradinda, Anekasari, Badi Padabekagi, Adari Iga, Unde Sari, Lokantadali, Papa Nivarne Madudaki, Tanantane, Yetna Maripulonagi, Pratekshanadan. So, if Jesus appeared at the end of the world, then we must be at the end of the end, don't you think so? That has a kind of bittersweet feeling to it, because we know we have to go home, and that's wonderful, and we're going to our Lord Jesus' own home, which He prepared for us. But on the other hand, it also means that we have to leave the earth and people behind who, who are not willing to hear or so. So praise God, I think you must get to a place where you love people, you desire for them to hear, because we are at the very end of the age. Praise God. And uh, our prayers and our desires have to be moved in that direction, because we're truly coming to the end of all things. I'm not saying that it's next week, or even next year, or any such thing, but if the end of the age in Hebrews 9.26 is when Jesus came, then my brother, my sister, wow, this is really the, really the end of the end. Don't you think so? And with all the information and things that are going on out there, my brother and sister, the promises of God have to become more sure to us than ever before. We have not followed cunningly devised fables or some myth or legend when the appearance of Jesus was made known to us but it was given to us by the Spirit of God, moving upon men who were honored by the Spirit, who were ordained of God to write the Scripture and give us these special promises that are packed with the very life and nature of God. And so when God says, this is for you, I promise this to you, I give this to you, He's giving Himself. Himself is being put into the whole deal into the exchange. Praise God. I believe you have received that life. I have received that eternal life. Praise God. Let's go also to John chapter 3 and verse 36. John, I believe, is the one who has written the most about the divine personality of God in Jesus Christ. He says, The Father loveth the Son and has given all things into his hand, that's 35. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Sometimes you wonder about this wrath business, but, you know, the main sin that the world would commit is to not accept Jesus. And if you don't accept Jesus, well, what else do you have? You have the wrath. You know, so when you accept Jesus, you're delivered from the wrath to come. And I pray that more and more people get to understand this. And when the number of the disciples grew, then the number of the people saved also grew. The multitudes also grew. So if disciples understand these kind of things, then it affects more people. So I'm believing that the number of disciples who understand the reality of these verses is increasing and therefore it is affecting more people out there in the world. Amen? And, uh, you know, you have eternal life right now. 
and the wrath of God does not abide upon you. Thank God for that. You're not a candidate for the wrath. You've accepted Jesus who took the wrath and bore our sin and our curse. And so whatever you see out there on the earth in the days to come is not for you. It's not your portion because Jesus has already borne it. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that it's going to be easier. I'm just saying that it's not your portion. And so you'll have to actively resist bearing any of those things that are a mixture of the devil and fallen mankind. Shall we hear this also in Canada, verse 36? Magana Meli Nambikidonge, Nitijum, Yawan Magana Nambudilabo, Avanu Jivan Kanudila, Ada Devara Kopau, Avanamin Elevundi Andan. That's a bit strong, isn't it? Pretty clear and pretty straight there. That's the way it is. Thank God that we can read it. Today, if our eyes are open to understand it, it's because of the mercy of God. Otherwise, there's no way anybody would have understood these things some years ago. I thank God that He knew who would choose Him, and He gave us understanding and revelation. The promise of God has been given to us. Amen. Let's go also to John chapter 6. And let's look at verse 40. He says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and he will raise him up, or I will raise him up on the last day. Notice there that this was written to people who were looking at him at that point. And he continues to say, The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. So in the whole sixth chapter, you notice there's a lot of dialogue going on. And uh, he said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and died. You know, but if any man eats me, he will live. He will not see death. He will live forever. And that was pretty offensive, you know. And um, all these kind of words are amazing. Just noticing how Jesus could talk. And uh, he knew what they were thinking and how they were speaking. But he compared uh, himself to manna which came from heaven, you know, which his, his people there, the Jewish people that he loved so much, were trying to understand and they could not, they were offended. Verse 41 says they were offended at him. And uh, then we'll go on a little bit to 47. Notice there, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. 48 says, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and shall not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give in is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Amen. So there was no mincing of words. He said it very plainly there. Praise God. Let's just see if we can uh, read maybe a verse or two in Canada. Let's observe verse 47. <laughs> Nani Ajiva the Rotiagi then. In a pitrugolo Adavi, the Manna, Tindaki Saku Hoder, 
ಮನುಷ್ಯನ ತಿಂದು ಸಾಯದೇ ಇರುವಂತೆ ಪರಲೋಕದಿಂದ ಕೆಳಗೆ ಇಳಿದು ಬಂದ ರೊಟ್ಟಿ ನಾನೇ ಆಮೇನ್ ಸೊ ಯು ನೋ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ರಿಟಿ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ ದೇರ್ ಟು ಕಂಪೇರ್ ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವಿತ್ ಮಾನಾ ವಿಚ್ ಫೆಲ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಓಲ್ಡ್ ಟೆಸ್ಟಮೆಂಟ್ is quite an interesting thought and if you go pick up the scriptures you will notice there Deuteronomy 8 is where you know he speaks about such things and um there it says in verse 3 he says there that this was so that they would know that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God so directly you can see here that he was talking about another kind of life that is imparted to the spirit of a man is an invisible kind of bread that comes from jesus and that sustains a person and i believe that's what you and i today have called everlasting or eternal life and that continues to strengthen us to consider living from inside rather than from outside the life of god has been imparted to the man inside not the man outside see so the more we look inside and consider these word based realities of eternal life the less we will look to the senses to be led or guided or to be moved you see to live life by senses is a fallen way and we're going to look more at the eternal life on the inside of us the promise given to us about this life consider it more and more so that we can live a higher life in the midst of whatever is going on out there i mean i can already sense personally over the past couple of days how certain things are not just bothering us anymore because we are looking somewhere else hallelujah we're not like the ostrich that is buried his head in the sand ha 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 the proverbial ostrich but we are looking into the place we ought to look which is the spirit realm so we're not a bunch of buffoons who are just hiding away from in quote reality but we are the ones that are looking into actual reality this is the life this is the reality that god has come and given us life and this life is in the sun that he that has the son has the life and he that has not the son well sad to say the option is to face the wrath um i wish there was some other way it was written but i didn't write the bible and there's no two ways to interpreting it there's a holy god given way of interpretation and i believe that that's what the word means so why don't we just look to jesus why don't we believe on him and call on his name you know the thing about this manna was that if you read over there in uh, exodus 16 the 16th chapter there's a lot of stories about the manna and if you did not uh, eat the manna that was given for that day and you kept it overnight it would stink and worms would actually come into it so it was supposed to be a daily feeding and uh, you could not take it you know to the next day freeze it or you know refrigerate it or any such thing except for the sabbath day where you were supposed to collect a ration for 2 days because you should rest on the sabbath day every other day if you did not eat that manna it would actually smell and become worms therefore the word of god has to be a uh, fellowship and eaten 
eaten off, in quotes, on a daily basis. We may not be able to live on just yesterday's supply. We were not meant to live like that. So even though uh, the natural senses may be saying things like, but you read it, you know that verse, come on, you can quote that. You know, you can quote it back and forth. But the man on the inside is actually wanting to be more familiar with that scripture, wants life out of that scripture, imparted to the thinking and the general man. Hallelujah. So if that is the way Jesus talked about it, then it is essential to daily feed ourselves on such eternal life thoughts and get our senses to appreciate the fact that it doesn't matter what we see, doesn't matter what we feel, the man on the inside is most important. Hallelujah. And so you find out you're weaning yourself away more and more from the natural man, from the sense realm, and you're becoming more mature, you're becoming more stable, immovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, the general tendency is, well, Jesus is coming soon. Ha! Now we can slow down a little bit. Ha, 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 I told you, He's coming. Hey, hey, I told you, He's coming. I'm good for you. And just ease off a little. Or, I believe the right attitude, according to Scripture, is look for some more things to do. Amen. So that the number of disciples multiplies. And when the number of disciples multiplies, the number of people who tend to believe also multiplies. Praise God. So we are living at an age and a time where we can do more and we should do more based on how real the man on the inside is to us and how much he controls our life and rules our life. So these precious promises have to be fellowshiped with, communed with constantly on a daily basis. And then, you know, the urgency of that life on the inside, supposed to be poured out to others, uh, comes to you more and more clear. You see, otherwise uh, you, you don't really see what they are missing. But, you know, today I know, you and I know more and more that the world is missing this life. And they need this life so much, so badly. Hallelujah. So, this manna has to be imparted to us, uh, our spirits and our thinking on a daily basis. So such thoughts about divine nature and the divinity of God and the promises of God, you know, must become more of our lifestyle and stay on a daily basis. Praise God. Um, the only thing about media from the church viewpoint is that you cannot really see who came and who didn't come. On one hand, that's nice. On the other hand, you know, you don't know if everybody's tuning in, if everybody's listening or not. But, you know, you cannot watch on everybody. And besides, the sheep belong to Jesus, not really to man. And so each one has to handle their own life in front of Jesus. Amen? But we'll do what we have to do. And I believe that we're tuning in and listening and receiving what God will have for us. Amen? So Jesus said, I am the manna that came from heaven. Your forefathers ate that other manna and are dead. But he that eats this, takes this manna, will live forever. Praise God. So it means that there's a life that's greater than the natural life that sustains our being all the way. Praise God. Now, I'd like to also 
observe the fact that the wisdom of God gives you length of days, riches, and honor. So the way God thinks and the way God chooses, if you accept it, it should only increase your length of days. It should only increase you in every realm. Therefore, you can see that God's wisdom and God's nature, they all go together. You know, So um, it should help us to follow properly the, the choices we have. Imagine, for instance, let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs uh, chapter 19 and observe there verse 20, I believe. Shall we see that? Yeah, it says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Um, can we hear that in Canada, please? Amen. So there's, I think there's a good thing about it. You can read that and you can see the weight of that is, of course, being wise, but being particularly wise in your latter end. So as a person gets uh, older, they're supposed to get uh, better at understanding instruction and counsel from God and following it. Amen? And I believe that that can also apply to the church as we approach the last days, the latter times. We should be operating more in the wisdom of God, more in the choice realm of God. You know, if God were on the earth, how would He choose? If Jesus were here, how would He choose? You know, because Jesus has become our wisdom. First Corinthians 1 verse 30. Can we read that also? First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. I'm glad it's a Bible study, but I think even the Sunday service is becoming quite study-ish. First Corinthians chapter 1 says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Let's hear that in Canada, please. Sorry, brother. Amen. So, notice that Jesus became wisdom for us, became sanctification, redemption for all, all of these things for us. It was not for himself. He was looking at us. You know, none of the things that Jesus did was for himself. That is a big lesson to just digest and accept that he did not need all of this and we did not see the value of it either. But thank God today we understand. Whew, thank God he did it for us. Amen. And so... Jesus became wisdom for us, righteousness, redemption, sanctification, all these realities, big, big words for us. And uh, the truth is, when he became all that for us, it was so that he could exchange our foolishness and our uh, carnal, demonic nature and give us his own nature. Praise God. And therefore, I believe that the wisdom of God has been imparted to us and by faith, according to James chapter 1, I believe the 5th and 6th verse, it should just be ours. We should claim it, we should believe for it, 
without doubt like a child we should just say it's mine i am wiser in my latter days i am not making the same blooper type mistakes that i used to make before hallelujah i have the life of god and i'm making more clear and wiser decisions that will give me length of days riches and honor in these last days amen there's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom thank god for knowledge if you remember in second peter 1 it says there exceeding great precious promises are given to us and that we should give all diligence and add to our faith in the promises virtue and knowledge and temperance so thank god for knowledge but wisdom is the principal thing you know imagine this a doctor goes studies for years and years and then he learns about how lungs operate and how you should not pollute your lungs and after seeing the patient he opens his drawer and brings out a packet of marlboro lights puffs on them takes a few drags and puts it off and says next patient please you know blows the smoke away so what happened here and uh, he's looking at the patient and guess what this guy studied for years and years how his lungs would react and how it would cause trouble for him and it would choke him and eventually maybe become cancerous and even kill him and if he looks on the box of the cigarette packet it says cancer comes from cigarette smokes and etc etc he has all that knowledge but guess what he just doesn't have the wisdom so you can see that wisdom is the principal thing it's not the knowledge knowledge is good but the ability to choose properly it comes from heaven the ability to choose comes from the fear of god you can choose this way and that way but the the wise choice comes from the fear of god the fear of god will tell you man that body is not yours it's the temple of god it belongs to him you could not create one little cell you could not create a hair you could not create anything that body belongs to the maker and you better take permission from him before you do any such thing amen so you can see there that you could have a lot of knowledge and just study and pack degree upon degree and still be making foolish moves thank god the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom amen i know it's a little sobering but this is the truth and so if you actually receive the nature of god into your spirit man you are actually inside the wisdom of god or you have an access to the way god would do things hallelujah you can make the choices that will make you have longer life better quality of life and have a full supply riches and have the honor that comes from god alone isn't that amazing so i i believe that um as days go especially in these last days we will be having to draw on the wisdom of god and the wisdom of god will always tell you to look inside to look into the spirit realm look at the promises of god rather than what is being focused on outside there hallelujah it will tell us to go into the faith realm and consider these things praise god we'll have to make choices on a daily basis whether we're going to go with faith or we're going to go with feeling or emotion or what the senses are telling us 
and all of that. But don't forget, you have the life of God on the inside of you. The same life that the Almighty God Himself has is on the inside of you. And you just need to be able to remember, I believe on a daily basis, as you read these kind of verses, ponder them out, and your attention uh, moves in, inwards. And your choices, what you do, what you say, all of that becomes adjusted accordingly. Hallelujah. And so, praise God, I'm believing God for wisdom to be your portion the wisdom of God to be our portion in these latter days, that our latter years, our latter times are going to be wiser times where we don't make the same bloop, bloop, bloop mistakes like we used to do before. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. So even if it takes a little time, uh, meditate on the Scripture, ponder the promises of God, prayerfully think through them before you make a decision. And make a decision based on the life of God on the inside and that life is a giving life notice how I paused there it's, it's not a glitch I paused because it's a giving life the father's life is the giving life so if you feel that you should not give that you should hold back that you should not release things that's not God I'm telling you that's just natural fearful mankind that's what is uh, forcing everybody out there to make all their decisions. They don't want you to go out of the house in your neighborhood because they're scared that if you go out, you may come back with a runny nose and some kind of weird symptom and they're going to get it. And so everybody's going to be in trouble. And so they're very serious about it. But you have the life of God on the inside of you. And Jesus said in my name that you would go out there in his name. And he said, you could drink any deadly thing, it would not harm you. What happened to that? You would drink deadly things and it would not harm you. Praise God. Mark 16 says, these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, notice that, the name and eternal life go together. Remember last week we had read that. We're going to read all that. But notice, it makes uh, a pressure come upon you to now step away from the natural and take the name of Jesus and just say, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. You know, faith without corresponding actions is dead. When you take the promise of God and act on it, that's when the life begins to operate and flow. So we cannot afford to just sit back and, you know, just be moved like everybody else. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. Do you speak with new tongues? If you speak with new tongues, everything else should work. They speak with new tongues. Hey, that means that the rest should work. You know, they can drink any deadly thing. No poison will harm them. Take up serpents, scorpions, all the power of the enemy. All that goes together. It's like power of the enemy has all these connotations. Serpents, scorpions, all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall harm you. Trample serpents, scorpions, all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Drink poisonous things. It will not affect you. How, how do you know that? Well, it was given to you in the name of Jesus. Jesus did it all to give us a name that we should use. Praise God. So if you think uh, it is just wisdom that you should sit at home, well, praise God. What about this higher wisdom? 
you know, glory to God. So we may have to step out there and make choices based on what is eternal and the promises of God rather than just natural wisdom. There is a natural, sensual, worldly wisdom out there and the world seems to be pretty good at it. They have used it, but the sons of light need to use this heavenly wisdom. Amen? We need to be able to operate this wisdom and it only comes alive when we act on it. Praise God. Let's read James chapter 2 for a minute and then hear it in Canada also. James 2 and verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? Can faith work unless you act? That's a good way of putting it. Faith never works unless you act on the word. So uh, if I just sit around and do nothing, nothing's going to happen. But when I act on the word of God, whoo, things begin to happen. You know, you put your place into the word. You, you stand out there into like this empty place where only what God said matters. That's not any other thing. It's just the preachy guy which is uh, blah, 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 you know, and, and every now and then I need to wet my throat. <laughs> and after 20 years, I'll still do it if Jesus doesn't come. So observe here that we'll have to act on the word. That's wisdom. You know, you're acting on what God said rather than what you feel. Going by feelings, man, you know, everything out there, the weather's hot. They said the thing dies in the heat. Well, if that's the truth, then the thing is dead in India, man. <laughs> We're experiencing some super hot climate out here, like super duper hot. Last night was super hot. Man, I was just, you know, covered in sweat. Because, uh, you know, I have a special arrangement of prayer times where I just sweat. <laughs> so... Just looking at it naturally, if that's the truth, there's no such thing in India because, man, the, the f temperatures here are crazy. What about the Gulf regions then? I mean, that thing should have died a long time ago, right? So somebody must be lying or something. I don't have to worry about it. That's not my problem. <laughs> I need to act on the reality of God's Word. The Word is the final authority. That's what I believe in. That's what keeps me going. Amen? And so, um, wisdom means you are acting on God's word. You are choosing to act on the nature of God. And when you act on God's word, act on God's promise, it gives you length of days, riches, and honor. You're not holding back. You're stepping out there. The tendency for everybody is to hold back in these days. You know, conserve everything. You know, just hold back on everything because, and you know, they'll say, it's, it's just wisdom that you should save up for the rainy day. And, uh, you know, remember the ant, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Yeah, but the thing about the ant was that he, he worked and, you know, he saved up. And there's nothing wrong with saving. See, there's nothing wrong with saving. I believe that you have some savings in the name of Jesus. But... Um, Compared to the rest of your needs out there, if you're able to save and able to give and able to 
uh, bless others from your own conscience being clear. Man, that's what we're talking about. See, I, I have to make moves based on what I know. To him that knows to do good, the Bible says, and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. So it's based on how much knowledge you have. So what's a sin for me may not be a sin for others because they don't even know about it. But the thing about the media and all that is that you're getting to know a lot of things. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I hope I'm not getting you off into a guilt trip, but it's just, you know, let's read that in James chapter 4 as he proceeded to take them into further hot water. James 4.17 Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, notice that to him it is sin. Let's hear that in Canada. So, you know, the wisdom of God, you could say, is relative. It's based on the knowledge. And uh, like the doctor who studied and studied and studied, uh, he's supposed to know all these things. So, actually, if you have a doctor that's still smoking and drinking vodka and is there in his drawer, then he's more guilty than anybody else. <laughs> so, O oh ye preacher, you who's supposed to know all these things, you should be doing the right thing. Amen? See, so I have to stand before God and I have to look at myself like that. What applies to me uh, may be more strict than to others. You know, the guy who teaches, the guy who instructs others, he has a greater standard of um, inspection and testing and checking. That's, that's the way it is. To whom much is given, much is expected. It's, you know, God is like that. It's the nature of God. So that's why we need wisdom. Amen? To be able to choose uh, based on God's understanding, to make decisions based on all of that. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the nature of God, the love of God, the wisdom of God, they all go together. They cannot contradict each other. Hallelujah. Notice, we're going to be uh, making wise decisions in our latter times. Hallelujah. Keep that as your key index. Anchor thought that as you approach the coming of Jesus, you're going to make more clear, wiser decisions in Jesus' name. Let's go to um, Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23. You don't mind it if we take a little time overly studying Peter and going through these things. Because I, I believe it's it's just for us. It's timely. It's for us. God knows what we're going through. God knows where you are. He knows what you've learned. And so he has a special diet for us. Amen. Notice uh, Matthew 23 and verse 23. You may be familiar with this scripture. But notice he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. And have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not leave the other undone. Observe here that these were called Pharisees, scribes, uh, hypocrites, 
religious people who had one face for the public and another face in their private life. Amen? So, wisdom is to be able to have the same face. On the outside, on the inside, this is what you get. This is the real guy. Amen? And here they, they were going through the whole uh, legalistic giving of everything, including tithing on their cumin and every powder in their kitchen. I'm telling you, none of us have come close to that. I mean, they tithed on everything. And he said, that seems so nice on the outside, but on the inside, the invisible part of things, there was no instruction, no understanding on faith, on judgment, on mercy. Very, very interesting. He said they are called weightier matters. Wisdom is to be able to separate the lighter from the heavier. You know, he said that you ought to have done, but not leave the other undone. Praise God. Okay, praise God for tithing. Yes, awesome. But you better know how you're doing it. You better know the God kind of way of doing it. Praise God. The invisible realm, the faith behind it, the, the, the way God judges it, you know, these things have to be clearly understood. Amen? So today we operate not from a strict hammering down of these principles, but a free framework of these principles. Are you getting this? So I am constantly making sure that I not just tithe, but that I overdo as much as possible. And now that I'm learning about Jesus and the great nature of God, He was just a giver and it looked like He got nothing. You know, because if you look at yourself, you know, mankind suffers from a deep inferiority complex. We are, you know, we came out of sin and death. So you become saved and you still have this inferiority hanging around. But then you see God looking at you and saying, you know what? You're just like me. You're in my class. You're in my own nature. I looked at you down the corridor of eternity and I said, I want you. I paid what was required for you. My body hung on the cross, but in the spirit realm, I went to hell, suffered there for three days and three nights, paid the full, full payment for that, suffered there, broke fellowship with my father. Holy Ghost left me. I endured all of that because I saw your value in eternity, long, long, long time ago. Hallelujah. Praise God. And our mind is still like, what? Really? You know, it takes a bit of time because we have this inferiority complex. We, we feel that we are worms and, you know, the Old Testament kind of runs around your mind here and there and holds people captive sometimes. You worm, dust and stuff like that. But God has always looked at us and valued us and seen us through heaven's eyes. Amen? Praise God. Can we hear verse 23 in uh, Canada, please? Hallelujah. Notice there, you know, God's way of looking at us is very different. God's way of thinking is very different. 
you know, and the p people who are known as the best bankers in the world are the Jews, you know, and they are prosperous, and I think they basically run the whole show. And so, he's the God of the Jew. Leave all that for a minute. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13. And now ab abideth faith, hope, notice that, charity or love, these three, but the greatest of, this, of these is charity or love. Hallelujah. Shall we hear that in Canada, please? Hallelujah. So, you know, there are, there are weightier things. And uh, wisdom means to be able to pick the weightier thing and give it more importance. Hallelujah. So out of faith, hope and love, the greatest is love. In other words, we should major on, on love. That should be our main theme. And love is a giver. Love is looking for an opportunity to lay down his life. And love seems like a loser. Hallelujah. Honestly. I don't think that love stories <clears throat> would be so powerful if they were all successful. You know, people sometimes watch those kind of things or listen to those stories because they have a sad theme to them. And, uh, you know, the guy had to die and had to lay down his life and offer everything for the sake of this beloved. But you see, Jesus is the original lover of our soul. And it's just the fallen nature of the world, sin and all of that, the devil, that he actually asks you for a sacrifice. And heaven had to pay that price. Heaven had to actually go through that sacrifice. Three days and three nights are not written really in the Gospels. You don't hear about that. You don't understand what went on in the invisible realm, but it, that's where the main work was done. It's because our spirit man is where the w main work is being done. That's the most important part. And so love has been imparted to our spirits. And so the great nature that's on the inside of us, honestly, is love. The other things that are drawing against the love of God are from our senses, not from the spirit realm. Isn't that interesting? So anytime I remember, phew, my actual nature is to give and to give my life and lay down my life and actually lay down my life for the brethren, then any decision I make in that direction is wisdom. Are you getting it? In God's eyes, that's wisdom. So the God who sees the inside and weighs things on the inside, He puts a thumbs up on all that. He says, that's the important thing. That's the wise thing to do. That's the way to work this thing out. In your latter days, that wisdom has to be right there for us. Amen. We should be walking in that wisdom more than ever before. Because we are understanding more and more that the divine nature has been imparted to us, but it's in the unseen realm, and it's going to always have an uh, opposite uh, kind of elicit a response that is contrary. I mean, man, when you get a hold of that, it's almost like every time you want to step out and do something godly, the flesh and the senses say no. 
<laughs> ah, it's amazing. But when you wake up in the morning and say, my nature is love. It's God's kind of nature. And I'm a giver because God loved me and gave. That's my nature. You know, it changes things. Hallelujah. So enjoy, enjoy this new trip. Maybe you've already been doing it, but I'm enjoying it in greater measure. I want to do more. I want to be immovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, doing more. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make you, you know, that you do not fall. And they make you sure in your calling and election. And they make you have a certain entrance into the kingdom of our Lord. Hallelujah. The God we're dealing with is the one who spoke to the Pharisees that day. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see everything looks great on the outside. You guys are mega tithers, man. But I saw the inside too. You're not to leave this one undone and just do that. You're supposed to do both. See, it's nice to know who you're dealing with. He, he sees it all. So, you know, for a brief time, it may look as though nobody saw it. You know, maybe you did it all right. And, oh, nobody saw it. And who's watching, really? And, <laughs> I'm just such a bum. I don't know why I do such things. And, but God saw it all. And faith means taking account of these things that are invisible and saying, praise God. There's a God who sees all these things. He knows that I'm acting on His Word. I'm a doer of the Word, not just a hearer only. Hallelujah. You know, why am I saying this? Well, these are the latter times. If we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? Let's do it right. Let's do it properly. Thank God you are tithing people. You're a giving people. But do it properly. Do it from love. Do it from the higher nature. God's nature. Do it from faith. Do it from hope, expectation. You know, do it because you're expecting. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Do it because you love and you have no other way of doing it. You are a love person. You are the love child of the love God. And you have no other way. This is your way. Hallelujah. And so, the God who says to pray. Notice there was a prayer given to us in Philippians in our prayer pockets. Man, this is a good church. Look at the kind of prayers they pray. Man, look at this prayer. Philippians 1, look at verse 9. And I pray this, and this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more. It's not less and less. More and more. In knowledge and in all judgment. No wonder we keep reading all these kind of things, studying all these kind of things, because these prayers are being answered. Hallelujah. In all judgment, to judge these things properly. Can you see where it's coming from? I'd be thinking, what? I have to talk about this and that. Where is this coming from? Then I'll see. That's what you guys are praying, man. <laughs> and God is like, of course, I have to answer that prayer. I gave it by my spirit. I gave it because the spirit realm is more important than the natural realm. And it affects everything in the natural realm. Eventually, Man's selfishness and the devil's fallen nature combined is what's causing all this trouble you see out there. So if we are turning away from the natural and looking into God's own nature, he's going in the opposite direction. The benefits are length of days, riches, 
honor. It shall be well with you. You will live long on the earth. You will not be put to shame. The people of God will not be moved. Unshakable, immovable. Praise God. Wonderful. Can you see where we're going? God is a good God. God is good and He's there. I'm so glad He's alive. I'm so glad He's, he's actually there. There's such a person who has answered our prayers. Amen. Verse 10 continues in that prayer, that you may prove the things that are excellent, may be sincere, wow, without offense, till the day of Christ, being filled <laughs> with the fruits of righteousness, wow. Does it sound like something out of another realm altogether? I mean, these are just not natural. Being filled with fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Oof. You know it's not from this realm. Hallelujah. Let's hear that in Canada. Brother, I'm sorry we are you know, kind of raking you over the coals again, but thank you. Did you see that? I picked up some stuff there. Uttama. Kristana. Till the day of Christ. Did you see that? So these are prayers for the believer till the day he sees Jesus. Isn't that an amazing, amazing, amazing. I mean, if God would look at that prayer and say, Oh, this is my prayer. This is my spirit. This is what I gave for my people because this is what I want. And this church is praying it. Ooh, guess what? It gets answered. And so God is raising up a people who are going to have these results. Thank God we didn't trust in our senses and pray some sense, sense kind of prayers. Oh God, in the last days, may I be able to just heap up the dough and give nobody else, but just have everything that I've been praying for. <laughs> My God. <clears throat> but we went with the Word and with the Spirit. And that's totally different. And that's the real part of you and I. We are actually spirit beings. And it was looking at us in the spirit that he paid the price, went down to hell. And not everybody agrees with that because a lot of people get stuck on just the natural side. But it was for the spirit of man, the real part of man, the God part of man, that all this was done. To be in that same class and that same category as God Himself. Otherwise, you are just natural, animal-like. Thank God we can live transcendent, you know, above all of that. Hallelujah. So, this is uh, so much more excellent. This is weightier stuff. This is heavier. I mean, this is what we are looking for, to, to weigh and choose properly, you know, so that uh, on that day we'll be happy that we chose right. <laughs> and it will produce effects. I'm telling you, length of days, riches, and honor. God is not going to owe any man anything. God's going to do what He said He will do. And He already came, and therefore it's our turn to step out. 
See, God has done his part. He came, he went to hell. He's like, I'll go to hell for you. And what amazes me more nowadays is that he's right there at the right hand praying for me and he's not stopping. He's, he's going to pray there till it's all done. I'm delivered completely to the uttermost. That means my body is also redeemed. He's not going to stop until you have totally paid for, redeemed, complete out of this thing, spirit, soul and body. Whew, glory to God. Isn't that nice to know that there's someone there who knows how to pray properly, who has the ear of the Father, who's praying for you non-stop, ever live it to make intercession for you so that you are delivered to the uttermost? Praise the Lord Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Ah, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, let's go with it. Let's not back off. Let's go further with it. I mean, I wish I were the tra traditional classic evangelist. I've always, you know, looked at the evangelist and thought, wow, just to go out there, stand there, and just belt it out and see God bringing a great harvest. Praise God. That's so awesome. It's so wonderful. But I don't know if I'll ever be that. But let me do what I know to do. Let me do it with the right heart. Let me do it with the right attitude. Let me see how God can use my life completely with whatever He has given me. So I will back any evangelism. I will back any reaching out. I will put whatever I can into this kingdom work. See, there, I cannot do everything. But I, I can back other things also. Hallelujah. I wish I could go stand there and just belt it out and preach in the name of Jesus and see God do whatever He wants to, like Reinhard Bonke. But he's gone home, and I'm still here. And this is what I can do right now. I can get on the media and have help from my buddies in the church and do something. And this is what we can do. Bring the eternal word to build up the church so that they are not shaken, they are not moved, they are standing strong in the last day move of God. Hallelujah. And the more I spend time thinking on these realities, the more unshakable I am. I'm not even bothered what's in the news. I, I mean, it just doesn't even ruffle my feathers. It's amazing. I feel sorry for the world, honestly. Compassion wells in my soul about these things, and I feel like praying more for them, and I do. But you can see that this is so vital for his body, his own people. Amen. So back in Peter, he said in Second Peter 1, you know, the exceeding great precious promises whereby are given to us exceeding great and promises that you should give all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, or, you know, endurance, then patience. Then notice it begins to go towards brotherly kindness, and then love. Hallelujah. Things begin to go that way. So what does that mean? It means that the higher things, as you proceed further and further, you build up self-control, you go to a godly kind of life, and then you begin to consider your brother, and then God's kind of love. Can you see that? And he says, if these things be in you and abound, Praise God. 
Let's go there to Second Peter. So eventually we're going to have to be looking outwards. Don't you think so? We're going to have to be looking outwards. Our, our focus is not on our, ourselves. As we develop and add again and again, giving all diligence, we're going to be looking outwards. How I can be a blessing to others. The maturity, the wisdom, all of that, they go together. Can you see that? So if my eyes are just kind of inwards all the time, man, I'm missing it big time. So notice there, let's, let's observe verse 4 of Second Peter 1, whereby given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and virtue knowledge. So imagine faith, faith is there. Then you're going to have to add some stuff to that. Virtue, knowledge, Knowledge, temperance, with all of that knowledge, you're going to have to have this self-control that comes because of what you know. You know, because of what I know, my senses are in check now. The real man is on the inside. What's on the outside is not really the real man. He's just a fellow that's at the house and has been trained that way by years and years of whatever. Hallelujah. So there's a retraining that has to happen, and I have to look inside. Temperance, patience, endurance, in other words, hang in there, man, don't give up. Just go one day at a time. Apply your heart to wisdom one day at a time. Godliness, living like God. What would God do? What would Jesus do now? You know, that's the wisdom of God, right? To godliness, brotherly kindness, Brotherly kindness, love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off, has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, giving all diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, he says, I cannot be negligent. I need to remind you, I want to put these things into your thinking, even though you may know it, even though you may be the church that is well taught. He said, it's a matter of being reminded every day of certain thinking. That stirs you up, that moves you, that fires you up, that puts you on red-hot mode to go ahead and do something right. It, you see, so <clears throat> I need to be able to feed on it like mana on a daily basis. And my brother, my sister, these times of so-called lockdown or whatever, they have the ability to give you time to put your mind into these kind of thoughts. Amen? And... Um, more and more you're being built up in these things, the more you start acting like you ought to act. And therefore, I believe that your story is going to be a good story. It's going to be a story of blessing, honor, riches, length of days, because those things are based on God's own nature, and His, His nature never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So those things are going to happen. And I'm sure if I took a poll right now, I would have testimonies of how God has provided for you because you believed. Right? I'm telling you. 
God has met your needs. God has done some stuff. But if you had backed off and gone into the woe mode, I think it would have been different. But because you stepped out and said, let's do it. Let's believe God. Let's step out there. This is my faith. This is what I believe. And so God undergirded you. And the supply came because he said he would supply according to his riches in glory. All those who trusted in him and gave according to his heart, his will. And he's a good God. Praise God. So keep these thoughts in mind. Let's take a quick dash again. If you are still there, I believe you are. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalms 81, I believe. So you need to start saying some things, making it part of what you believe. It's, it's a little different when you decide that you're going to say certain things rather than say what you feel. <laughs> it's different. Hallelujah. It's an interesting psalm. It begins with praise and loud praise to God making joyful noise, and so on. Then I want us to jump down towards verse 7. He says, Thou calledest in trouble, and I delivered thee. <laughs> See, this is a track record. He said, when you were in trouble, you called, and I delivered you. So this is the God we're dealing with. You call upon Him in trouble, He's there. He said, I delivered thee, I answered thee, in the secret place of thunder. Amen. The secret place of thunder. So the secret place of God is a place of thunder and lightnings and God himself. Say amen. <laughs> so how many of you have been in the secret place of Psalm 91? Yeah, it's a place of thunder and lightnings and cloud of fire, pillar and all of that. You know, God was hidden inside there. As you read some things in the Old Testament, He said, I saw you through the pillar, and I saw you through that cloud. So He, he was looking through that, you know, like, <laughs> that's the secret place. Amen? You know, we can call it the place of faith. That's where we are. It's the place of His power. It's the place of His faithfulness. He's the God who answers. Amen? So you could say, God is answering me in power. Amen. God is a God who answers. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, verse 10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Woo! He's actually saying, I brought you out. Don't worry. Just open your mouth, I'll fill it. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't worry, I'll take care of you. You, you want more? Open your mouth. I'll fill it. I got more. Hallelujah. Verse 11. But my people would not hearken to my voice. Israel would not. You see? So I gave them up to their own hearts. He'll try and try. And then if they say they want to do whatever, he say, okay, go ahead. Do what you like. God has not changed. He's there. He says, hey, I'll fill your mouth. Your mouth is still open. I can feel it. I'm the same God. I haven't changed. I deliver. I answer. From thunder I come. From the glorious realms I come. And I will meet your needs. I have not changed. Listen to what I'm saying. Get it. Don't go like these guys 
and do whatever you feel like doing. I'll let you go if you want to. But why don't you just trust in me? Why don't you just praise me, set your affection on me, think upon me. Let's do this thing. Hallelujah. Oh, he's good. Isn't he good? Glory to God. He says, uh, verse 14, I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. I would have liked to just bash up your enemies for you. He's the God who fights for his people. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have led them also with the finest, or rather fed them also with the finest of wheat, and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. He has not changed. He says, I would like to satisfy you with the finest. God has not changed. He's Abba Father now. There he was just Almighty God, you know, looking from the place of thunder and all of that. But today is Abba Father. He is not reduced in his power at all, but it's a loving Heavenly Father, Son relationship. And he's like, of course, Daddy, I want some more. I'll fill your mouth, man. I'll take care of you. Don't you worry. I've got the supply. I will feed you with the finest. You should just say, I'm willing and obedient. I eat the good of the land. I wear the good of the land. I drive the good of the land. I live in the good of the land. Ha, 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 ha. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, that's the truth about it, isn't it? God is a faithful God. God is an awesome God, I'm telling you. Oh, hallelujah. So we need to just be majoring on things like this. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go off to Philippians chapter 2. So today just be building up your faith. Speak to yourself. Say these things to yourself instead of saying what the world is saying. Don't be bothered. Philippians chapter 2, observe verse 13. You can say, For this is God, or rather, which worketh in me both to will and to do His good pleasure. My God is working in me. He's working in me. He's doing His good pleasure in me. And His good pleasure is for me to be all that He called me to be. Hallelujah. The God who answers by fire. The God who answers from the secret place. He's my God. He's working in me. Both to will and do His good pleasure. His good pleasure is length of days, riches and honor. That's the plan of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at something else. Philippians 1. God gave us these kind of thoughts during fasting and prayer over the months. Philippians chapter 1. What am I doing going to Titus? Philippians 1. Look at verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Notice there's no mention of anything bad there. He began the good work. He will do it until the day. So hold on to what you believe in the good things of God. He began it. Hold on to it. He will bring every single good thing to pass till that day. You don't have to make room for bad news. Are you getting this? The good news has to be kept. You have to build yourself up thinking on the good news. 
He will do it. He will work in you, both to will and do His good pleasure. He began the good work. You'll have to say it again and again. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what the news says. He who began a good work in me, He's faithful. He will do it until the day I meet Him. Every good thing, every good thing belongs to me. Every good thing. Hallelujah. I'm not going to reduce. I'm going to increase. See, but behind all of this, Lord, why, why, why? Why do I want all these things? So that I can be a source of blessing to others. So that I can be a a testimony. Hallelujah. You know, let's read that in Canada, please. Philippians 1, 6. Amen. So there it is. He began this good work. He's faithful. He will accomplish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Till we see Him face to face. Isn't that what the communion meal also does? You show the Lord's death till He comes. In other words, whatever He paid for, Whatever he suffered and paid for, you are going to see the benefit of it till that day that you meet him face to face. It doesn't matter what's happening outside there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read another. These are to make sure that when the Son of Man comes, he'll find faith on the earth. Amen. How many of you believe that you will be faithful when he comes? You would not have abandoned your faith and just said, Ah, I used to believe those things before. But when all these things happened, I started studying Time Magazine and Newsweek. (laughs) And Financial Times. Uh, And DMAT accounts. (laughs) And mutual funds. It's all right. Mutual funds and all of that stuff. If you know how to do that, it's good. You know, some of you are more equipped in that dimension than others. But um, ha ha ha, whatever you know to do that is good, do it. Do it from love, do it from the right purposes, right motives, so that you can be a blessing on this earth. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I wonder if I should stop there for today. We've said a lot of things, but notice... The exceeding great and precious promises, just that word itself is enough to let you know that the nature of God is more than you can imagine or think. He is greater than anything you can imagine or think. And so let's imagine, let's meditate, let's think on these things, prayerfully speak them again and again. I'm willing, I'm obedient, I'll eat the good of the land. Say such things. He began a good work in me. He's faithful. He's not going to stop until I meet Jesus face to face. He's doing it. He's working. All right, let's throw in one more. Let's go to Philemon. Philemon. And observe there chapter 1 and also verse 6. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Shall we hear that in Canada, please? Hallelujah. 
So I become better at speaking, at communicating my faith when I acknowledge these precious promises in Christ. Amen. It's not my effort, my strength. It's what I have in Him because of His promises. By putting me into Christ, these things have become yours. They become mine. And as I acknowledge them, as I say them, and believe that they belong to me on a daily basis, my faith becomes more and more effective in its communication or being able to reach others. Hallelujah. So this is a time where we have to ramp up um, our believing and our speaking and our acting on the words and looking into the spirit realm rather than the natural five sense realm and speak the things that God has given us. He that has the Son has life and you who believe in the name, you have that same life. Use the name of Jesus in your confession. Speak it boldly. The earth has to produce for you. The earth has to yield for you. Angels work with you. Praise God. Don't forget what Brother Joji said the other day. The Holy Ghost jumps into that trench with you and empowers you, massages you, empowers you to speak and to pray. Hallelujah. To lift you up and bring you out. So effectual, fervent prayer is going to come in. How many of you know that in the last days you need to pray properly? It's a wise choice to make, to pray. Hallelujah. And um, it's good. Let's look at that also just briefly as we are winding down. First Peter chapter 4 and the 7th verse. I'm talking about being wise and acting properly. He says, But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So it's a wise choice to say, you know what, I'm just going to pray some more. In these days, Holy Ghost and I, we're going to hang out together. I'm going to give him my tongue. He's going to fill it. And I'm just going to go with him. And we're going to keep praying until I sense a release in my spirit about various issues. It's a great time to pray that. It's a great choice to make. Hallelujah. Amen. Release words and pray. You know, Brother Anup was also saying something the other day about how the centurion impressed Jesus with his faith. You remember? He said, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. The great type of faith is the faith that says, you know what, Lord Jesus, just speak your word. That's enough. See, there are different levels of faith, but... You know, there's one faith that says, come home, pray for me, just come to my house, it'll be all right. Just put your handkerchief on me, it'll be great. All these different levels, you know. Put the oil, it'll be wonderful. But then there's another that says, just say the word, and it'll be done. Woo, glory. Jesus said, now that's great faith. He said, I've not seen that kind of faith. So, pray in the Holy Ghost, release words of faith consistently in the mighty name of Jesus speak from the spirit realm you know he sent his word and healed us the Bible says I think that's Psalm 107 and verse 20 he sent his word is that is that correct shall we look at it glory to God thank you brother Sharat for hanging in there and helping as much as you can Yes, let's read that also in Canada, Psalm 107, verse 20.
Can you repeat that, Pastor? Yeah, Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, hallelujah. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Praise God. He still does that. He's still doing it. Those who take his word like that and speak it and release it, it still has the power to heal and to deliver from every destruction that's outside there. Praise God. Thank God for doctors and all the help that's available, but there's also this help that is available where you can help yourself, where you can speak words, you can release faith and expect healing from, and also deliverance from every destruction. Every destruction. Delivered from every destruction. Praise God. Any destruction out there, it will not come near your household. You will speak, you will surround yourself with these words and they are real and they have life and their spirit and their life and angels are working with you. I'm telling you from the place of thunder, the place of God's power, He is making sure you are delivered. He's answering your prayers. He's a prayer answering God. He's seeing it all and answering. Hallelujah. He's responding to the faith that is being released. Things are falling in place. They're coming to pass. You're going to receive your benefits. It doesn't matter what's going on outside there. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are so blessed. I believe we're going to just thank God for a minute or two. Mashelem brem bekete blofra fafanda mekano sokruto bolucro mebelediente. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, Lord, that you have not changed. Repambre meluvra falianta la zefra liete. Your nature has been imparted into our spirits. We are sons of God. We are children of God. We are just like our Father. Our nature is the wisdom of God. Our nature is the love of God. We are open. We are yielded. We are not moved by our senses. We are not moved by our emotions. We are not moved by our feelings. But we are speaking God's word. It's coming out of our lips. The sharp double-edged sword is producing for us. The earth is yielding for us. Angels are working with us. Hallelujah. The God who delivers even in trouble who answers and delivers His people. We worship You. We bless You. The God who feeds with the finest. The God who makes sure that we are living, as He said in His Word, houses, properties, vehicles, all the good things. We worship You. We have not stopped believing. We continue to trust You. We continue to believe. We expect because You are faithful God. Thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You. My brother, my sister, don't quit on your faith. Keep speaking it. Keep believing. Because the Son of God will find faith when He comes. Amen. Son of man will find faith when He comes. And you will have faith to show Him. Praise God. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I believe these things are happening. The reality is being enforced in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sharat. Hallelujah. Yes, we're receiving an offering. If you would like to give, you can give by way of um, online or however you want to. And trust God, the God who sees these things. Father, in Jesus' name, 
We believe that we are acting on your word to build the church, to feed the flock that you have given, to make sure that we are moving up closer as we approach your coming. Strong people, open to God, yielded vessels, producing effect and a change on the earth. We thank you for the people at tithers and give us. They are not wasting their time. They are not wasting their resources. Increases coming their way. Overflow from a God who cannot lie. You will fill their portion. You will fill them a great and a goodly inheritance. In the name of Jesus. We use this as point of contact for any tithes you like to give or gifts, anything. Father, here mortal men receive but there he that lives forever receives as your representative, the God who brought me from Africa. Babake, I worship you. I came, Lord. I'm still here, Lord. Things have happened, but I'm still here, Abba. You said, go teach my people. Go prepare my people. I'm here, Abba. Now, Father, as they choose me, as they say I'm their representative, the guy that is their shepherd or under-shepherd. Father, in Jesus' name, I release blessing upon them. May they see increase. May they see more and more. The God who worked in Africa, may He work in this nation mightily. In the name of Jesus, the earth yield for them. Angels work with them. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad we could uh, meet. Thank you again, Brother Sharat. Until we meet again, you are blessed.